Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Happy Little Accidents. So this week, we're going to talk about what makes good art. Okay, so what on earth makes good art? The other day I was thinking about this podcast and the fact that I love talking, um, especially about art history, but then I was talking to a friend and he was like, what kind of art do you like? And I was a little bit speechless because I've always appreciated all art because I really love art history, obviously. And I also love being a spectator. And after I'm um, like, you know, listing new artists and like intersecting art movements, I really realized that I was beating around the bush. Because when I write about contemporary art, especially, I mean, obviously, I like to concentrate on African-American artists, I've never really made a final comment on a piece being good or bad. So now I'm thinking, have I ever even seen bad art? I mean, I've seen art that I don't understand. I've seen art that doesn't resonate with me. But would I consider it bad? Now, maybe this opinion goes back to my Christian art history class in undergrad and when you're expected to write pages on end about something you don't really want to learn about, I guess I could say I didn't like that, but I wouldn't say it's bad art, but I'm not drawn to Christian art. So I, you know, I love to dive into intricate details and, you know, this is kind of how I end up on Google at 2 a.m. in the morning. But even in that Christian art class, I never consider anything bad, just Nope, not interested. So at this point, I'm still wondering what on earth makes good art. When I think of good art, I think of auction results, right? And struggling artists and, you know, kind of the artist's trajectory. In many career fields, you can literally be just average, right? Um, what you bring to the table, you know, it doesn't always require 100%, right? And for some reason, though, in creative fields, society judges artists so much harsh, like harsher. So, especially when artists are struggling to make a living, but like, let's do a broader example of like musicians, right? They spend so much time in the studio creating a track that will at some point be picked apart. And then from there, they'll probably have to go back to the drawing board and um, like fine tune what they're working on. So when I think about this and kind of like the artistic process that's involved, it comes back to money, right? Because a you know so, like you need a track to produce listeners that's going to produce money that ha- can have commercials, right? So that you can have some like equity. Uh, but this brings me right back to auction houses. So the fact that when I think of what makes good art, I think about auction prices means that in some part of me, good art is directly tied to its economic value, which part of me disagrees with. But the reason why I think about it this way is when a piece goes for hundreds of thousands of dollars and I read the commentary, I think, well, people like this, so it must be good art, right? Now, this is going to sound crazy, but a couple of years ago, I was with my friend in New York City, and she was visiting from Arizona. I actually was teammates with her sister, and so we're walking through Soho, right, and this man comes up to us. Now, we're dressed to go out. We're going out of meatpacking district, and this man is older. Um, at the time, I probably was just, you know, just turning 21, 20, um, and this man had to be, like, in his 60s. So... He comes up and tells us he's an artist, right? And at first I'm just thinking it's going to be a typical cat calling in New York, you know, whatever, move on with my life. But then this man starts showing me his art portfolio. And now I am thinking the same way that like, you know, this man's walking around winter with his portfolio and I'm like, okay, I guess I respect the grind, but like, anyway, let's just kind of look at this art and keep my life moving. 
And as I'm looking at the work, it looks extremely similar to Jean-Michel Basquiat. Now, this man tells us that he knew Basquiat. So at first I'm just like, okay, sure, dude. But I'm also like, hmm, age-wise, New York City, Lower East Side, maybe, right? I'm thinking this could be plausible. So now as he's going on talking, my friend is talking to him about his work, about where she's from, blah, blah, blah. I Google him and that night and he was right. This man knew Basquiat. Basquiat was like one of his like mentors, right? So now I'm wondering, do you consider this art good or bad? And is this art considered good in terms of its proximity to Basquiat or is it considered bad because of creativity and maybe not looking like a quote unquote original piece, right? So then I start thinking about how do we even measure good and bad art and in what capacity is it really, you know, measured in? So pretty much as I'm like playing this question in my head thinking about success, I often have the same exact question about my own writing, to be honest. So a lot of times when I am writing, I wonder if my writing is good or bad or if people enjoy reading my writing. I mean, I know I do, but that might be my own, you know, I spend so much time working on it that I, I would be crazy to not like it in some capacity, right? So regardless, um, when I have someone who reads my work, right, and they recognize my work and they are recognizable in the art world and they say they love the article, I feel elevated, Right. Now, I realize good art is actually not just in my, it's just not in my vocabulary because art has always been therapeutic. It's always was not about aesthetically pleasing, but just uncovering the truth, right? For to me, as a history buff, I grew up loving history. I don't think I've ever thought history was good or bad. I thought it was kind of like the way mankind evolved. So it's vital to comprehend the distinction between good and bad art within a financial perspective, right? You don't want to waste your money and time on a piece of art that is invaluable to you as you think it might be. So it's critical to understand what uh, constitutes good art and how to recognize a good painting when you see one. Now, it can be difficult to learn how to recognize quality art, and obviously this is completely subjective, right? Anyway, so the reality is that you cannot trust art experts and artists because they'll always try to sell their paintings to you, right? And obviously a higher price because they believe everything they produce is of the highest quality in some capacity, which is not always the case. And this is just very like, you know, umbrella uh, observation for people who maybe aren't as uh, well, you know, haven't crafted their own opinion of art. So, a few things when looking at art for someone who hasn't looked at art before uh, would be like the artwork's allure. So let's start with the use of contemporary complementary colors, right? These are going to enhance the art, make it more beautiful, um, more welcoming. And then next you'd think about like patterns and symmetry, right? So arts were created patterns, shapes, and symmetry. It appeared to be more engaging and original. Uh, if we think about texture, the use of texture and the various types of paint to enhance the artwork's qualities and give it more edge and character. We think about placement and proportion. Like if a painting's gonna be proportioned to avoid be feeling cluttered, or maybe feeling cluttered is the you know a feeling they want to give off. Then we can even think about cropping and composition and taking up the excess um, pieces of the work that don't, you know, draw on the viewer or, you know, what they want the viewer to feel. A strong composition may draw the viewer's attention, though, right? And then even framing. So artworks that aren't framed or might be framed in a certain capacity, certain texture way that might not be traditional framing, Um 
and how that framing grabs the viewer and how that material of the frame really interacts with their concept of the work and the viewer overall. So obviously like what I just listed, you don't need to bring this checklist with you to like art galleries and like, you know, go like, oh, it has good framing. It has good texture. It has good color. Boop, boop, boop. No, you don't do any of that, right? There's no standard when it comes to recognizing beautiful art or what you consider beautiful, because obviously what you like in the work should originate from your own experience inside you, your own personal experience, right? But if you're drawn to a piece of artwork, it should suffice to have these elements and in some capacity, right? Because distinctiveness is an extremely important quality of artwork, which is the reason why a lot of times, you know, people go this, when genres are made, right? And, you know, artist groups are formed and people start echoing them. They, you know, talk about the elements they see in that work from a prior like group genre. So when it comes to art, you want something that not only represents you, but also unique and abstract. So unique art will always like stand out uh, since it focuses on a topic that's either fresh or rarely addressed by other artists. New subjects like emotions, feelings, scenes, you know, these all approach and are like explored in art that is considered good. Now, if anything strikes your attention or you uncover something new in a work of art, consider whether or not this particular, this specific ideal truly distinguishes and enhances the piece, right? Consider what makes this art special to you while it is unusual and whether you like it or not. Um, another thing I feel like you definitely need to look at is technique and skills. So when buying art, ensure that the artist techniques really shine through, right? You wouldn't look for a hyper-realist painting and see something that looks absolutely nothing like the subject matter and be like, oh, well, maybe it's abstract. Well, that's not what you were looking for, right? So if you want to buy a painting, you look at, you know, the work of various painters and this way, you'll have a better concept of what you're searching for. And when I say this, and not even distinction between good and bad art, but if you are attracted to minimalist art, if you're attracted to a certain artistic group, right? If you like impressionist art, you're going to learn and do more research into impressionist artists to understand the elements that exist in that uh, umbrella of art, right? So when you look at the works of several different artists, you will see that some of them are really, you know, gifted in terms of what you're looking for. And when I say gifted, I mean, if you're looking for someone who has this attention to detail, this texture, this use of certain paints or certain materials, that's something that you're going to look for in other art that you want probably. Now, obviously this craft, you need to do your homework, right? You find out even where the painters, you know, or artists, inspiration is coming from, where it originates from. I personally love Carrie James Marshall. So, you know, Elements that I see that Carrie James Marshall has that maybe newer artists possess, I take an interest because I want to know what they were inspired by. Was it Carrie James Marshall, their own personal experience, how their experience relates to Carrie James Marshall's experience, right? And so examining each of these with care, right, um, you can really understand work that may be original, inspired by, or just relatively forced or plagiarized. So even if it's easier for, you know, painters to hide their faults, you can still tell what's purposeful and what you love, right, about the piece. And that's extremely important. So um, I always think that there's certain works that are rushed. At a level, when you see a work in a gallery, um, like a blue chip gallery, these things don't usually exist. If you're seeing work maybe from someone who 
in some capacity say like unregulated art then yeah this might sort of exist in some capacity right so this idea when i think of um like value and distinctiveness obviously if you go to art galleries you can really compare well-known artists at that point but I think a really important component of looking at art is the intrinsic value, right? So obviously at the end of the day, and as, as cliche as this might sound, art is self-expression, right? Art has a lot of power. It's about more than just beauty and technique. So while these two elements are critical, um, art should be emotionally charged, right? It should be thought-provoking, engaging. And this is easier said than done. I can tell you this, and you might go, yeah, it should be. But those emotions really um, show themselves in different manners. So in general, when I think of, you know, intrinsic value, we can think of like art that's figurative art, right? And this type of artwork is purely decorative, has no real significant meaning, right? It could be a painting of a fruit bowl, right? It, it could be an old master's idea of practicing like perfections. When you take an introductory painting class, a lot of times you're, you know, painting these still figures. Um, it could be a flower. Now, this doesn't mean I'm talking about George O'Keefe and putting any like flower artist down, but I am I'm saying that there's certain elements of art that are kind of taught at the beginning stages of work or also are just meant for decorative use, right? Not every artist is looking to make a statement with all of their work. So next would be art that really narrates a story. And this piece or these pieces of art would really elicit a specific reaction from its audience. These pieces have an impact on you and draw you in. This might be because of commonality between you and the artist or what they're looking for or who they are making their art for. Now, art that makes a statement seems the same as art that narrates, right? But each of these works that makes a statement have a purpose and a message conveyed to you. So art that narrates might solicit a reaction of happiness, joy, anger, fear, while art that makes a statement will elicit that same emotion while also drawing you back in to kind of, you know, create or end that sentence with something. All right. So the artist is attempting to promote like a significant cause, uh, something of meaning for them through the visuals that they're presenting to you. Now, if I think of uh, art as a metaphor, right, this is style has a lot of variations. This is more when it's uh, more than meets the eye, right? That's saying. So many symbols are used in these pieces, which focus on like the intangible themes and humanity. And then when we think of the intangible themes of humanity, we have to really think, what does that mean, right? So on to the next item. Let's think about distinctiveness, right? So when it comes to art, you want something that not only represents you, but also requires, you know, something that you don't know. I like to compare art to food. I love food, love eating, so yummy. And look, I love a good burger. You know, I'm sure you do too. I love a good burger, but I also love a new burger. Like burger is a foundation. Let's call burger a canvas, right? You can see a lot of works on canvas with acrylic paint, burger, bun, right? Beef meat, right? Acrylic canvas on a wall in a gallery. But like what makes that each burger different? Is it like the bacon jam that was added on the arugula, like the bison meat to the Wagyu? No, it's an experience, ex experience that is, you know, that you were 
look to. So I think in some capacity, a lot of people say like, how do I know like I like this art or whatever? You're drawn to the art. Like when I look at a burger menu, I am drawn to that burger. Now there, if there's 18 burgers and I pick one burger and they all have the same kind of um, foundation, this isn't just because they're all the same burgers, because all of them have a different flair that's appealing to different accents or attributes in other people right? So just like the burger that you pick, and if you don't eat burgers, you know, french fries, we could say french fries, because there's steak cut fries, shoestrings fries, you know, tater tots, right? You get the point. Um, unique art, just like unique burgers, will always stand out, right? They always focus on a topic that you resonate with. Even if it doesn't feel fresh, it's fresh to you, because this artist is addressing a certain subject matter that appeals to you. New subjects, new emotions, feelings, new scenery, right? You're exploring this art, just like how you explore food that you taste for the first time. So when something strikes your attention or, you know, you uncover something new in an artwork and you consider, is this really, like, interesting? Then it probably is if you are taking that much thought to question it, right? So when you consider what makes this special to you, it's usually something that you can't even explain to yourself, but of course, the never-ending search for great art evolves with time, right? Flow, preference, trends. Now, I could continue talking about what makes good art, but this is just, I want to probe what really makes good art to you. Have you ever thought about what makes good art? Because a lot of times we walk into museums, I go into the Art Institute a lot, I live very close to there, and when I go home, I always go to the Brooklyn Museum, which I also um, grew up near, and I always wonder in the back of my head, like, I don't really question the art in the museum necessarily. I don't question the curatorial process. I might look at the curator and have more questions for them, but I don't look at the art necessarily and go, why is this here? Is this good art? I take the, and this probably goes back to my definition of thinking about auction houses and what I consider good art, but I really do genuinely take that if the art made it there, it has to be good. That my job at an art gallery, at an art museum, isn't to say, is this good or bad art? My job there is to say, what does this art mean? How do I, how can I critique this art? What is my experience? How is this impacting humanity? How does it reflect what we're going, what's going on in our society, right? And so, but Sometimes it's good to take a step back. It's like, you know, we all walk around, right? We, we use our legs. A lot of times people don't appreciate their body parts, that the fact that my feet get me places, right? We just go, I can walk. And you don't think about that until you can't walk. So you, you wouldn't walk into a museum and see no art. You'd be like, where is the good art? Where is the art? And then you go, where, how can I find this art, right? So I want you to go into a museum, an art gallery, anywhere. I mean, artists run gallery, you see street art murals. And ask yourself, what distinguishes a good work of art? Does it follow certain guidelines? If it's in front of me, is this true to be good? Is it necessarily, you know, supposed to turn heads? Is it supposed to make me feel something? These are all things you should ask yourself. Because if you ask various groups of people if a piece of art is good or bad, you'll likely get a variety of responses. You're never going to see receive a necessarily yes or no answer to what makes good art. And many art theories have came about to include a wide range of thoughts and perspectives on what art should and is. Although finding one art theory to govern them all may be futile, there are really so many interesting arguments on both sides because everyone has a preference and I obviously do so don't ask me about Christian art ask about African-American art and I'm sure you can ask someone else and you probably have an opposing opinion to what I'm thinking anyway thank you for listening to my episode and 
please come back next week where I will be talking about the child development aspect of art. And before you go, make sure you check out my website, kyramarera.info, for more information and seeing my latest editorials. Check out my YouTube channel, Confessions of a Gallerina, and check out my Instagram, Confessions of a Gallerina, to see my daily art adventures. Oh, 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 oh,